You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Family Secrets is a production of iHeartRadio. I'm Danny Shapiro, and this is a special bonus episode of Family Secrets. As we prepare the new season with 10 brand new episodes... From time to time, we're able to drop a really powerful conversation with a great thinker, an illuminating voice, especially for Family Secrets listeners. So it is my great pleasure to share with you today's bonus conversation with esteemed psychoanalyst, Dr. Galit Atlas. Galit's latest book is The Brilliant Emotional Inheritance, A Therapist, Her Patients, and the Legacy of Trauma. How did you come to become a psychoanalyst? I think I was born a psychoanalyst, but I think it starts for many people. We f- we are first patients, and we get from that chair uh, into the world of therapy or psychoanalysis, and then slowly, you know, we move to the other chair 
of the therapist. And I think for me, I, I became a patient when I was 20 years old. And I still remember the first time when I came to psychoanalysis and my therapist asked, so why are you here? As we all ask. And I looked at her and I said, I don't know. I, I really had no idea. And so, as, as you can imagine, years later, I understand in retrospect why I was there. And I help other people also know why they're there. Yeah, gosh, that makes so much sense. And I would imagine, it's just as you were speaking, I was almost picturing like a lock and a key. That feeling, that feeling of something being unlocked or like a, a light getting switched on and something that was sort of unknown to you becomes... Um, a little bit more knowable. Yeah, this this thing that you you feel, but you don't know, and you don't even know if it's real. It's a feeling that you have, and I think that's how I entered uh, my therapy. But it's true for for any anything, right? And especially for secrets, right? Uh, it's something we feel, but but we don't really understand what that feeling is. Well, and what you just said of like, we don't even know if it's real. I think that that is so universal, um, you know, that, that, that feeling. And, you know, one of the things about family secrets is that um, so often with my guests, there was a period of time where they were haunted by something, myself included, without even knowing what it was that was haunting them which of course makes the haunting that much more haunting. You write in your book at one point, you know, demons tend to vanish when we turn on the lights. And, you know, if we're, if we're stumbling around in the darkness, um, we, we just don't know what it is that is forming our behavior and in our, in our inner lives. Right, right. And I think that I really call it ghosts, right? The ghosts of the unsaid and the unspeakable it's those things that actually haunt us. Mm-hmm. So the, the tagline for, for Family Secrets is, and I thought about it often when I first read your book, the secrets that are kept from us, the secrets we keep from others, and the secrets we keep from ourselves. Um, so let's, let's start with the secrets that are kept from us. What is, you know, this is such a, I mean, it's a question you could probably spend two hours answering, but like what, what is the legacy emotionally of the secrets that are kept from us? You know, the secrets that are kept from us are, are, could be very, very different, right? I really focus on secrets that are purposely kept from us and, and secrets that we are, you know, were kept from us, but it's, they're there, but we just never are not allowed to talk about them. And, and of course, those are things that happened sometimes before we, we were even born or very early in our lives in times when we cannot even remember and know anything about. And that there is a decision that made that this, is, this might uh, hurt us. This might hurt the children or this might, uh, this is something too shameful to share. And I think when we talk about legacy is how those secrets are actually alive inside our minds and how we hold them as our own material, as if they were, they belong to us. Yeah, you, you write in your book, um, you quote the psychoanalysts 
Maria Torak and Nicholas Abraham, saying, What haunts are not the dead, but the gaps left within us by the secrets of others? I think this is the second kind of uh, secrets that are things that we consciously are aware of, right? You know where you come, where your family came from. Or in the book, I talk about my, my own family trauma that I know that my mother lost her brother and he, he drowned when she was a child and he was 14 years old. And the, this information is known to me. It's not a secret. And yet it is kept as a secret, which means that... I'm not allowed to talk about it. it this is an emotional material or, uh, you know, that is not, uh, almost there's no permission to, to discuss. And therefore, you have to keep it in an isolated place in your own mind and kind of dissociate it, right? And forget about it and, and not, not remember and keep it almost as a secret from yourself. Mm. I imagine that must come up for you a lot in, in your practice. You know, that feeling of people coming to therapy not quite knowing why something just doesn't add up or something doesn't make sense mm-hmm. or there's a kind of pervasive or general feeling of unhappiness or, or anxiety or whatever it might be. How do people get at that? What is that kind of un- untangling process like? I'm sure it's different in every, in every instance, but what, um, how, how do we explore that which we don't even know we're trying to explore? It's a good question. Because, as you said, people come to therapy with what we call the presented problem. And that is the problem that anyone who comes to therapy says, I come to therapy because I suffer from, or because, like when, when my therapist asked me, why are you here, right? What is the presented problem? And, and I actually think, in retrospect, that for me, the presented problem was that I didn't know. Right, that was the problem that hmm. I presented right away in the first session. Uh, I think that that is that is true for most people. We come with some something that we want to explore, and the secrets are actually, um, they find their own way into this room. And uh, the secret keep themselves, but they also explore themselves at some point. And things come up, you know, and I think that part of it is that in the process of therapy, part of what I listen to is the gaps, the gap, those gaps, the things that somebody tells you something and you follow them and you listen to what they say, but you also listen to what they don't say, where some, in some moment there is something that goes somewhere else and you feel it almost in your body if you know what I mean that something is missing there and that listening to the gaps is where we look for the secrets we look for the secrets where where there are gaps Mm, I love that Um, that makes so much sense so what about so you're you're talking about the kind of secret that maybe is within a family that is known, known but not known. There's no permission to talk about it. What about the kind of secret that really is um, buried, like has is 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 not not visible, really unknown? What does that do to people? Mm. You know, those secrets and are the secrets that uh, are on purposely are kept mm-hmm. from us, right? Mm-hmm. 
with with the fantasy, I would say, that people can actually keep secrets from each other. Um, and we know that we communicate with each other in so many ways, detachment and unconscious communication, and the way that we live inside each other and and really feel each other. And so if I go back to the gaps, that is something that we we feel and we don't always know where it comes from. We have that feeling that you describe and we don't know uh, what it is. And I think that that is something that you see, even in therapy, it's something that we, we talk about, but but those secrets are are not visible even even to the therapist and the patient until they appear on their own until something happens, and and you know in in the book I talk a lot about about our own investigation. People go and ask family members, for example, and uh, they they have a theory about what happened, and they go to their mother or their father or their sibling, and suddenly new information appears. But in order to be ready to know, for us to know, to go ask and actually be ready to hear the answer, and very often there should be some process that leads us there to, to the right question and to the capacity to know the answer. I think many times we don't even ask. One very common example that I can give you is that people tell me, that very quickly they have what we call an aha moment. And I think that that is actually about those family experiences that they knew about but never put them together, never actually made the link between two things. And so I think that's another way of secrets to come up because some of the work on secrets is about making connections. It's about about listening to something and saying, oh, actually, I know something from my history, and now I can link it to something that is happening in my life now. Mm -hmm. And that requires a couple of things, right? The idea of distrusting uh, one's own feelings, like distrusting one's own reality and and thinking, well, maybe that's not real. You know, the the denying... Right that feeling. So there's, there's that. And then there's also readiness. I've now had these deep conversations, I think 70 of them at this point, um, for, for this podcast with, wow. with people who have, you know, contended with really intense secrets in, in all different kinds of ways. And one of the things that I've seen, cause I'm always looking for in a way, what, what the thread is between, you know, all of the stories, cause all the stories are so different, but one of them is that when we find out feels at least as critical as what we find mm -hmm. out. Exactly. Exactly. And I think we need to be ready for that because sometimes this is, it is, uh, it is too traumatic to find out a secret. So I think when we find out is very crucial. And of course, in the process of therapy, a lot of what we do is, preparing ourselves to finding out uh, this the the unknown and being ready to make to make those links that that to, to some degree open our eyes 
Gali, do you think that every family has secrets? Yeah. I do think that every family has secrets. Mm -hmm. The secrets could be very different from each other, right? It could be uh, because you anything we can't face becomes a secret um, from others and also from ourselves. But anything that is shameful, and therefore many secrets are about sex, uh, sexuality, affairs, uh, uh, sexual identity. And of course, um, trauma often mm-hmm. becomes a secret. And so many families actually have secrets that are related to a history of trauma. Uh, you know, that the parents do not want to talk about it. I mean, we have a lot of material that we cannot face and don't feel comfortable with. And that material, emotional material is pushed, you know, to to some secretive parts of our mind and, and becomes a secret. Mm. And I think our... I think we're hardwired not to want to hurt our children, um, have our children know things that might be painful. We're hardwired to protect our children. And I think so often parents, when they, when they keep a secret, are keeping that secret be- because they think that they're doing their children, they're doing the right thing for their, for their children, you know, in the name of love. When, mm-hmm. in fact, there's really secret seep there's there's yeah. no such thing as a, a kept secret ultimately they they have an impact even when we don't even if even if we can't kind of see them or name them or apprehend them yeah absolutely i think that that is really the main thing that i hear from patients those who find out about the secrets and those who keep secrets is that uh, they frame it around protection. I think I think people usually don't tell themselves that they try to protect themselves, actually. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think remembering, for example, a trauma uh, is, is very painful. So you don't only want to protect your children from your trauma. You also want to protect yourself from remembering and you prefer to forget. And even shameful things, right? There are things from people's history that that they prefer to forget and they prefer to not uh, tell anybody and that becomes a secret which means also not to themselves but I totally agree with you that uh, one of the main reasons uh, at least the rationalization around it uh, secrets between parents and children is meant originally to protect the child from a knowledge that the parent thinks might be too complicated. And and think about it. I mean, there's a lot of, even when we think about reproduction, right, and these days how uh, children are born, there are a lot of things that people don't know uh, and, and will never know, you know, uh, about uh, IVF. IVF, for example, for many, many people, that's uh, it's a secret. Mm-hmm. Uh, many many children do not know that they were born through IVF, and the parents prefer to keep it as a secret. And I think there are many other ways that you know, uh, even you know what things that happen early in life when when we're babies, we will we might never know, right? But those times really impact our lives; they shape our lives. We'll be right back. 
Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. What do you see as the cost of secret keeping? You know, one of one of the things that um, is heartbreaking that I hear often, it's sort of a twofer. It's a double whammy. Um, someone makes a discovery that a secret has been kept from them, and then perhaps they they explore that or they go to someone in their family and say, I found this out. And then they're asked then to keep the secret from others. They're, at, they're asked to hold it. So they have yeah. the combination of, of having it been kept from them and um, the conundrum or the dilemma of whether they can speak it. Yeah, and the burden, right, of keeping keeping a secret or asking, right, but having that responsibility 
something really interesting that you said is that sometimes people tell themselves, well, I'm doing, I'm doing this, I'm keeping this secret to protect, you know, X person or Y person, when in fact, that's very noble and, you know, kind and loving. And of course, the way that we all want to think about ourselves, but um, often it's really that they're keeping it because they're protecting themselves because they don't want to, they don't want to think about uh, they don't. They don't want to feel it again. They don't want to re-traumatize themselves. Yeah, and they don't want to define themselves around that, right? If you mm. think about, um, right, many many secrets are about uh, uh, infidelity and affairs and and things that happen in marriages. If you don't define yourself as a cheater, you would. And if and if you cheated, you want to forget it. You don't want to remember that you have done that. So I think that that is one reason that we want to forget. We want to keep secrets because it kind of attacks our identity mm-hmm. and the way we think of ourselves. If something terrible happened to you on the street, right, and you were, uh, you know, you were attacked, and uh, you know, many people keep those things as as a secret, mm-hmm. uh, and I think some of it is the shame and the embarrassment of being a victim, especially in the past. And if you think about Holocaust survivors, there was a many years where people didn't talk about it it was it was it was shameful to be a victim to, because being a victim is being so helpless and and there is something deeply shameful about feeling helpless mm. and to be defined that way or to be afraid of being defined that way yeah even by yourself yes right? it's about identity it's about who who i am and i think Often those things that happen to us are those that are, so to speak, a not me experience, right? Mm-hmm. They're outside of the way I define myself, and then, and then I have to struggle with that. The best emotional way for me to do that is to erase it from uh, the right from my memory, I would say, or to dissociate it, to deny it, to use to use defense mechanisms to really push it away. And not even remember it, right? And definitely keep it as a secret so nobody else will ever see me that way and know that I am that because it's it's a not me experience. What is the mechanism um, with which someone can really tuck a piece of knowledge, a secret away to the extent that they really don't consciously hold it anymore? They could pass a lie detector test where does it go and how does it act in that kind of situation that's a good question you know we have we have a line of defense mechanisms right of defenses that serve us uh, in that way from dissociation really and i think uh, dissociation is is a big one in when it comes to trauma for example uh, to repression and denial and those are really, you know, those are very um, effective mechanisms that allow us to forget uh, anything that feels threatening to our psyche. Anything. And, you know, it's very interesting because our mind will basically attack any information that makes us anxious or or too afraid or too or too threatened if especially if it threatens the the you know 
if, if, it, if it could cause us some kind of fragmentation or breakdown, our mind will really help us in that way. I think the problem with that is that many of those secrets go, go into our body and ex- are expressed through our body, right? So I, I like to, to think about it or describe it as like a secret contract that our unconscious has with our body and to say, you know what, let's make sure that she doesn't know that. So let, let's keep it, you know, let's keep it away from her consciousness. And then some of the material is expressed through the body. That's fascinating. How does that manifest itself? When our minds remembers, our bodies are free to forget. Because otherwise, our bodies have to remember what our minds cannot remember. And in what, in what kind of ways does that express itself in the body if the mind has shut it down? I think that what it's, it's what we call symptoms, right? Mm. Uh, uh, headaches, all, all those somatic symptoms that are real. We don't make them up. They're mm-hmm. real. Our body will express for us back pain, headaches, is even obsessions. I mean, all of those things that we know that are, are the symptoms that are either held through the body or we don't understand in other ways, emotional symptoms. And the, the understanding it really when that is when that when the mind remembers, the body is allowed to forget. But as long as the mind cannot remember, and that's what you were talking about, the defense mechanism, right? As long as the mind is not allowed to remember this because it's too threatening, then the body has to do some of that work right, uh, of remembering. It plays itself in the body. And I do know that the, the body keeps the score, right? The body, there is a system there. And the body is there to help the system survive. So I would imagine that's where symptoms of anxiety or panic attacks come from, like a big red flashing light, warning, warning. Yeah, yeah. Panic attacks, uh, anxiety, uh, and I think I'm t- I'm talking even about things that are even less less obvious than like right uh, back pain, uh, eczema, uh, you know all of these things that have uh, that are connected to our right that, that express our mind on our skin on our in our bones in our the many many kind of illness uh, physical illness that is big, the burden of. The, the unknown and the unspeakable on our body. I'm going to quote you back to yourself. There's um, from, the, from the introduction of your book. These are your words. The secrets we keep from ourselves are meant to protect us by distorting reality and to help us hold unpleasant information far from our consciousness. In order to do that, we use our defense mechanisms. We idealize those we don't want to feel ambivalent about identify with the parent who abused us, split the world into good and bad in order to organize the world as safe and predictable. We project into the other what we don't want to feel or what makes us too anxious to know about ourselves. Yeah. So could you talk a little bit about this idea of projection, which I think people so often, you know, hear and don't really understand. And, you know, this way we have of organizing the world so that, you know, so that we can tolerate it. Yeah, you know, the secrets we keep from ourselves and our defense mechanism that is so effectively helps us with that is based on the, really the, 
the idea that uh, of surviving right we need to feel safe we need to survive we need to think that the world is not so scary that our impulses are not so overwhelming that people are not so dangerous and that we could differentiate between good and bad that we want and i think these days when the world you know after this really intense few years uh, the world became even to some degree even more chaotic and aggression is everywhere and you know and i think we we use even more of our defenses because we want to make sure that we're safe that and that we could differentiate for example splitting is one defense mechanism right between good and bad i want to know like in a fairy tale who's the good mother who's the bad mother where is it safe and where where the danger is and if it's too mixed then you know like children fairy tale for children right they are they help the children organize the world uh, organize it and divide it into good and bad so the child can really feel safe and that's where it comes from right that this is what the the goal of that and uh, making sure that we feel uh, safe in the world And so when we talk about projection, projection also supposed to help us feel safe in the world and and supposed to help us deal with our own unpleasant feelings about and things that we don't want to know about ourselves. So I don't want to know uh, that I am a, a very uh, jealous person, let's say. And so I look at you and I say, "Oh, Danny's so." jealous she's always jealous she's jealous yeah. of me right and and that's how i get rid of that feeling and i basically put it on another person the beauty of that mechanism is that it is sometimes so effective that i will choose somebody who actually can take it on and will start behaving the way i would like them to behave those those emotional mechanisms are are really and profound you know and it is based on the f- understanding that people actually know each other more than we think they do and communicate with each other unconsciously uh you know uh, communicate with each other unconsciously and that communication can go from one person to another without passing through consciousness and without awareness or or even intention and so i could communicate with you something and with couples you see that's the most how couples are actually giving each other where you see these couples that one person is so gentle and sweet and the other person is the aggressive one and you see how the person that is afraid of aggression will activate the person that is less afraid of aggression to express aggression for them You know these couples that one is the good and one's the bad, right? And it is based on how much each of uh, the people uh, feel comfortable. For example, if we're talking about aggression, if I'm really, really afraid of aggression, I can and I cannot be, I can't have confrontations. I know how to how to recruit my partner, and and you know and do something that they will. unconsciously no, take that aggression from me and express it for both of us is that what happens in an unhealthy relationship or do you think that 
to some degree that happens in all relationships. I think it happens in all relationships and, and to some degree it happens in healthy relationships, right? Because mm-hmm. think about how, how productive that is. Because in a good, good couple will uh, allow each other to, to use each other in, in productive ways, right? And I think a good or a bad couple, if we're splitting here, right? <laughs> if there is a good or a bad couple, right? Uh, part of it is really about how productive things are or how destructive they are. It's all on a spectrum of of productive or destructive. Mm. And, and I think that that is one way to evaluate if something works or not or how much there is. And you see that there are couples where there is a lot of power struggle and a lot of, a lot of, um, you know, negotiation about, no, you're bad. No, you're bad. No, you did this. Then you, you did, right? And they throw it back on each other because imagine what happens when both people cannot, right, do something, cannot, cannot afford feeling something and nobody wants to hold it. So I think to your question, sometimes it is actually productive that we hold things for each other. It's almost inevitable. I have twins, you know, my twins are, it's amazing to see it how they hold things for each other. One of them is always this and the other is that, and then they split. And when they used to be babies, only one of them used to cry when they're hungry. Hmm. They, they, always, they always shared the responsibility. And so, and, and what you're describing is also this kind of um, switching, like switching of roles, right? Like sometimes it's you, sometimes it's me. Right. And that is more healthy usually, right? When there is more, when there is more flexibility. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we could switch, but you know, in some cases, when, for example, when somebody is really afraid that, that they would, they become overwhelmed when they feel angry. Sometimes they choose unconsciously somebody who knows how to do it for them and represent them in the world, and they kind of hide behind them. And that is not necessarily unhealthy. You know, it really depends. It it really depends how productive it is and how much it works for both people. Mm-hmm. And that they don't, right? That it just works for them. We'll be back in a moment with more Family Secrets. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. 
When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. There's this passage in your book, um, an important question comes to the surface. Is it better for the next generation of trauma survivors, the inheritors, to know or not know? Does it even matter, assuming our ancestors' trauma finds its way into our minds anyway? And, you know, I found that a really trenchant, you know, kind of provocative question. Um, there's a phrase a little bit later in your book. The phrase is raw, wordless form. Um, you know, when it comes to talking about trauma, we always walk the delicate line between too much and not enough, between what is too explicit and what is secretive, what is traumatizing and what is repressed and thus remains in its raw, wordless form. And, you know, I, I, I think that that is like such a powerful idea for, for people. The whole question of, um, you know, is it like, I, I remember when my book Inheritance was out and I was um, speaking to audiences a lot, at one point during the question and answer period, um, people put questions, they wrote them down, and they were all handed to me on index cards. And there was this one question that was written down in this sort of shaky hand, and the question was, what good is knowing? <laughs> it's I, a good question. I kept, that, I kept that index card. I still have it um, like somewhere on my desk because it was such a powerful question and it felt like such a plaintive question, almost an angry question. Like, what good is knowing? Right, so I would right. pose, I would pose that to you as as my final question for you. What good is knowing? It is a fantastic question. You know, you know, in emotional inheritance, I present the conclusion that we inherit even family traumas that we were not told about. And I think that the question, what's good in knowing, is a complicated one because. It brings us back uh, to the issue of regulation. How do we regulate? Uh, how do we regulate in general, and how do we regulate trauma and traumatic experience and and emotions? And I think that knowing and, and what is too much and what is not enough, right? And I think that on one hand, the fact that we know. Anyway, 
so many things. And we often think that something is wrong with us when it is not confirmed in reality. And there's a lot of gaslighting around it. I mean, in one of the stories in the book, I, I really talk about Noah, for example, that he he feels like he had a brother and his mother always says, oh, stop with this, you know, with these crazy fantasies, you have enough. And so these kids, these sensitive kids that actually sense things uh, are often called crazy and irrational and you know so there is something about that when things are very close to consciousness it is such a relief people that are they are so relieved by awful information that they learn right and you're thinking like oh my god this is like yeah. I'm I'm so happy to know that actually my father committed died by suicide right and it is like this is such a relief for me and I think about that piece too. And of course, the other, it's very, it's a very, very, you know, relevant idea or issue and about, you know, is, can it be too much to know for us even? Or uh, why knowing if it could really overwhelm us? And, and is there, is there too muchness in knowing? And I think the answer is yes, because anything, any secrets, any secret that is we know as a way uh, that is thrown on us, right? In a way that the other person, we talked before about getting rid of something, information, as a way that is not fully processed, that is not fully thought through, and it's just thrown on the other person. It could be pretty devastating. And so I think when we talk about regulation, and maybe that is the conclusion of this answer, uh, we have to go back to processing, processing, processing. You know, when you get a processed secrets, it's usually a gift. You know, it is packed. It is, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's so interesting. I mean, it, it goes both ways, doesn't it? Like a processed secret and the capacity to process a secret. Yes, it's yes, exactly. A processed secret is packed and wrapped and and delivered in a way that is very different than if somebody gets you something and just say and just throws it on you, even if it's the most precious thing. It is too much. It's like throwing up on you. And I think the processing and our own and our own processing. I always ask my guests. If they're coming on the show, they're coming on the show because they have processed something. Um, mm, uh, they've already, right. I'm not here to process it with them. They've processed it and we're here to unpack it. And, and I always ask my guests, and I, I, it doesn't always end up on the show. Most of the time it doesn't. But I, I always at the end ask, are you, do, you wish, do you wish you didn't know? And mm. in 70 people, not one person has said, yes, I wish I didn't know. Um, and, I, and I think... That that in large part that doesn't mean that no one would ever feel that way. I think it has to do with exactly what you're talking about that that sense of something having been worked through um, on 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 both sides, so that what it ends up feeling is illuminating and liberating. Yeah, you know, I think those people who feel that they wish they didn't know, uh, which I believe some people feel that the majority of people don't, but some people feel that way, and I think that is because they have no way to process 
that thing that they know that they know. Yes. So it's, again, it's about processing. They cannot process it. And they're, then they're stuck with it, you know what I mean? Like processing is digesting. It's digesting. It comes one way and, and goes another way, and there is a movement in it. Uh, when you're stuck with something, it's like swallowing something that you cannot digest. And I guess, I mean, is that available to all of us, that capacity to process over time? You know, I think that it is part of our capacity as humans to process, but we, we, I think that it is very difficult to process things on our own. And so I think the, it is much, much easier to do it with another mind, I would say, that, that, that is a witness to our process and that helps us digest it mm. and, and sits with us. It's very, it's very difficult to do it alone. You know, yeah, because that's sometimes right. That's part of why secrets are not processed because they're secret. They're kept alone in the dark, as you said before, quoting that, uh, you know, turning on the lights. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula, berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring? 
but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com.